Hola, mi gente. Welcome to On the Block with Jen One-on-One, where I take interviews off the block for a more intimate discussion. Don't forget, you can catch me all week on the block and also once a week on Sisterhood Sips with my lovely co-host, Lily of Why Be Limited. Tonight, we have a very special guest. I hope you're ready for some laughs because we have none other than Vegas local comedian Carlos Anthony. Welcome, Carlos. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. (laughs) Are you now? We are in the building. We are on the block. Yes, you are on the block. Officially on the block. Yes, thank you for pulling up. So listen, do you have any idea how popular you are? Because I have a story to tell you. No. No. Okay. So before I even get to asking you anything, (laughs) Uh okay, I was in an Uber. And, you know, sometimes the guys talk much too much. But, you know, I took an interest because he was talking about entertainment. He mm-hmm. said he did stand-up. And I was like, that's great. I know a lot of comedians. So he starts going through the names. And I'm like, who's your favorite local comedian? He said, you. Okay. This was an Uber driver. An uh, Uber driver My career is taking off. My career is taking <laughs> off. It is. I got the Uber drivers mentioning me. That's all right. I that's promise right. you. He said, comedian Carlos Anthony. And I was there like, why? Go. And he said that you inspire him and that you're working hard and stuff. So listen, your name is out there. Uber okay. knows. Okay. Oh, Uber knows. Next comes Lyft. And we're going to be yeah, we going to I get to live. It's a, it's the game is over. It's a wrap. <laughs> right, then, then it's over. Yeah. So okay, so um, part time famous. Love the name. Mm-hmm. How'd you come up with it? I like the idea of being part time famous. But what do you do? What do you do the rest of the time then? Uh, relax. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm Clark Kent during the day. Okay. And I put on my Superman at night, which is the the famous part. But yeah, I just I try to. Try to just enjoy life as best I can and, okay. and just live, live and enjoy life. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've seen some of your work online. I do see the trajectory. You're doing a lot at a fast pace. Um, mm-hmm. Were you always that way? Was that always your pace or did something change? Did Not the pandemic all. success? Yeah, I, I think it, and, uh, I've been doing comedy for over 16 years, 16, 17 years. Oh. Um, it didn't really kick in to me until the pandemic happened. It, it's... It's now or never, uh, and okay. it's a, it's something I have on my phone as a daily reminder that, hey man, this life can be be gone just like that. So if you ain't, if you're not going out for what you want, then you're gonna miss out on an opportunity to to really see what you are made of. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it's now or never, and it just happened during the pandemic where I was like, man, mm-hmm. yeah, this shit is game on, mm-hmm. game on. Okay, and why comedy? I know it's not easy. People tell me I'm funny. I know I'm funny. Um, But I have so much respect for the craft. I know it's a completely different thing. Being funny with my friends and my family, Mm. it's easy. But it's literally a craft that I have so much respect for. I'm like, I just can't do it. You guys make it look easy. But why comedy for you? Well, comedy was never the plan, honestly. Oh. Comedy was never the plan. I, I was going to be working in radio and television. I was cool with that. Nice. But comedy came in as a joke. It started as a joke. <laughs> so uh, sitting at an open mic with some friends of mine way mm-hmm. back in Memphis, Tennessee, in a hot wing joint uh, where uh. they were doing comedy in the back of a hot wing place. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, shoot, if you think you can do better, they, they challenged me. If you think you can do better, oh. get up here and give it a shot. So yeah. I wound up winning $50 and, and 10 hot wings. And... <laughs> <laughs> the career took off. The career, well, the, wow. I actually say take off. It, it started. Mm-hmm. It began there. So this was never in the plans. I never grew up saying, "Hey, I'm gonna be a comic or I'm gonna be doing this." And it just, it just kind of happened that way. Okay, so you caught the bug from a dare off of a dare. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked comedy. Okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a comedy fan, of, mm-hmm. especially of films and things like that. But mm-hmm. so 
it was it was I've, I've been around it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that I was just like, hey man, I'm just gonna pursue comedy. That's what I want to do. I did want to be an actor, okay. Uh, so I you know did all the theatric stuff in in college and high school and all the plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was cool with that, mm-hmm. but never never comedy wasn't on the on the radar. Okay, are you originally from Vegas? Not at all. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, born and raised. Oh, yeah, on a farm. You guys had a farm and stuff. No, we did we <laughs> we did not. You did we not. Had, we got buildings and we got we got a couple about two or three tall buildings over two stories yeah yeah you know you gotta go visit sometimes and understand the cows go around the building they go around the but we got yeah we got we got a whole city life going on okay now little rock small town would you say is it fair to say yeah most definitely small town huge transition to vegas Mm -hmm. um did you feel like you had to leave little rock in order to be more successful by all means um again let's let's give credit where credit is due i'm from arkansas born and raised that's where i'm from that's what i represent that it's who i am okay however you know for for more life experience you have to get outside of outside of arkansas in order to see what the world really has to offer so i've lived kind of all over the place Mm -hmm. but um vegas just just was a landing spot i feel like i needed to be Mm, okay so i'm gonna put you under a little pressure Mm. top three comics and why uh dave chappelle Mm -hmm. jerry seinfeld and cat williams all three specifically different styles i was about to say those are three very different individuals very very much so and the reason because of of that very very reason um Mm -hmm. jerry seinfeld is more i'm not gonna call him cookie cut he's very clean uh he's very straightforward this is what Mm -hmm. you get Mm -hmm. Chappelle is all over the board in terms of his style Mm -hmm. uh he can talk about any kind of topic in the world and Mm -hmm. and make it funny Mm -hmm. and cat williams he's just raw uh he he gives it to you in your face the way that most people wouldn't say it but he's like hey you're just gonna take this you're gonna take this to the face Uh, so I, i mean three different they're very different styles but three i i watch consistently so which which comedian is closest to the type of comedy that you do? Probably Chappelle. I've I've okay. heard that more lately than than not. It's, it's huge it's compliment. Been weird. Yeah, it's a huge compliment. I'm I don't think I'm nowhere near that yet. But however, it's just the pacing, um, the calmness of of where, the way he delivers is it's just it's something I do admire. But that's also me. I'm not all over the board. I'm not jumping. You're not gonna come to my show and see me jumping all over the over the stand. I'm, that's not me. But I am in the pocket. But we're gonna have a good time. What level of comedy do you do regarding? Is it PG thirteen? Is it rated R? You know, some comedians are nigga, 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 yeah. and some are more like family comedy. Where do you fall? I adjust. I adjust according okay. to the environment. I mean, if it's a if it's a nigga joint, then I'm gonna give you nigga comedy. Okay. But if it's a a lot of Vegas is a lot of I call it tours. It's almost like doing a cruise ship where it's okay. a different audience every single night. Mm-hmm. And you have to adjust to that type of audience. So I could do anything from clean comedy to, to X-rated if need be. We just we ride the wave. Okay. Comedy is under pressure now mm-hmm. with cancel culture. Not only cancel culture, but people are running up on stage. I never, ever thought that comedy would be a hazardous career. <laughs> What is the worst thing that's happened to you on stage? I know you get heckled. All comics mm-hmm. get heckled, right? Um, and it makes you better, I would think. Uh, what's the worst thing that's happened? Have has, has anyone ran up on stage nah. on you, or are you prepared? Nah. If oh, somebody, yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to stay in the workout uh, <laughs> regimen. Plus, I have kids, so you know you got to. I whoop on them so I can make sure I stay up. <laughs> you on, whoop on, on them. Yeah, yeah. You got to. You got to. Sometimes you got to yank them up, and so you know you still got it because right. I got big boys. But the most I've ever had is somebody stood up. It's like, oh man, sit your ass down. Like it's not gonna happen tonight. Okay. And, and then they 
went on about their business, but that's the most. I, now, why'd they stand up? What did you say? Did you say your mama remember, joke? Or? I don't even remember what it was. I think we was mm-hmm. having some type of back and forth. He, mm-hmm. he, he tried to heckle him, mm-hmm. uh, and we, as a comic, you have to shut him down. Right. And he, got, I guess I said something, he got offended, and he stood up. And it just got quiet for a second. I was like, go on, sit down, man. Mm-hmm. Go on, sit down. And then he went on about his business. Okay. Now, you said you adjust according to the crowd, which mm-hmm. is very smart. Um, but have you adjusted because of cancel culture as well? Are there certain nah. subjects that you're like, off limits, won't do it? No, nah, fuck them. I mean, yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, this this is, comedy is supposed to be about, it's, a, it's an art. It's a freedom of expression. So, you know, you come into a comedy show, you... You're liable to hear anything, uh, and that's where that's where comedy was. I know it ta- it's been taken away to some degree, for because of cancel culture. But we still have a, a freedom of expression. We have a freedom of speech. So you say what you want to say. You don't have to like it, mm-hmm. but that means you also don't have to stay the entire show. You can get up, and walk your ass out the store if you want, out the out the club if you want to. But we're gonna do what we gotta do here. Um, how how much? <laughs> um, what are you willing to do and not do? Let's say for a big deal let's say uh seinfeld does call Mm -hmm. and he's like uh you know carlos anthony we need you x y and z here's the list of things that you cannot touch are you willing to do that you talking about topics yes oh yeah most definitely i mean you adjust it in order to it how can i word it you adjust to the situation and and obviously what the opportunity is uh if the opportunity makes sense both financially and career-wise then you adjust. But if it's something you, you have a hard stance on that you like, man, that's just who I am. That's what I'm going to be. Then you have to take that. You you take that stance. And then you also realize you may lose that opportunity, too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a give and take uh, thing right there. What do you think about uh, comedians that are doubling down now? You know, as soon as you say something that's considered out of pocket, they want you to apologize immediately. Do you think that it's better for you uh, that the com- some comedians are doubling down and they're like, I said what I said? It, again, it depends on that comic. If they really, if they have a strong stance, if you have a strong belief, you have a strong moral base, and what are you, what you're talking about, then you stand on that. Uh, you can't. Nobody can come in and make you force you to change it. Now, keep that. Keep in mind, there may be some consequences that come along with that. And as long as you're cool with the consequences that come along with that, then do you? Do you? Okay, so so I, I put I'm put a little more pressure on you. Oh, okay. This is, this is pressure. <laughs> this is this is pressure. I'll put, I'll put a little more. Um, you know, the block is very controversial. We talk about race, politics, gender mm-hmm. wars, uh, relationships, what have you. So let's get into race a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in your career, on your journey, do you work with more black comics, Latin comics, white comics? What is your core audience? I'm universal. I'm, I'm I'm diverse. I can work with any uh, group of people uh, outside of races or people who just we just have different opposing views. I can work with anybody. That's that's not a it's not something I'm concerned with with, with regards to my career. Okay. And uh, who's who is it better to work with, white people or black people? White. <laughs> Should I look at the camera? Where's you my camera at? You heard it here. You heard the it. white folks. The white folks. I ain't said nothing wrong with the black folks, but you niggas, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different ball game. I'm telling we didn't been past the chicken circuit. You have offered me chicken wings for meals and for payment. Nah, I'm good on that. Give me a check. I'll buy my own chicken wings. I'm good. I'm sure the chicken wings are delicious, but I'll find out when I pay for them. But no, and I mean, and. People can get upset if they want to. Again, if if you are coming up in this business, any business, unfortunately, you do have black people that support. Let me be very, very, very clear. 
you have back black people who support. But if you're trying to go from from what they call the Chitlin circuit to mainstream and you where where the real money is, you have to be diverse. And and unfortunately, we just don't get us there like that. Mm. Well, well, you heard it here first, guys. You cannot pay comedian Carlos Anthony in chicken wings. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Uh, I, like I said, I'm sure your chicken wings are delicious. So you can send me over some samples. However, I'm going to have to get that payment up off all you. Okay, so as far as behind the scenes doing business, is it behind this? That's the audience and what have you, right? When Or when you're getting but behind the scenes for mm-hmm. big business, is it better to work with black people or white people behind the scenes? Or does it depend on the venue and the... I mean, it depends on a, a variety of factors. Again, because I, I again, not to take any, I'm, I'm black. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always gonna rock with us. I believe in us. I, if you, have, if you put a present an opportunity out there for me to do, of course, mm-hmm. I'm going to consider it. But it has to make sense. Right. Uh, so, it doesn't matter either way. I, I don't think either one is better or worse than the other. It's okay. just about professionalism. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna treat me like a professional, then I can treat you like a professional. We can do this business and we can handle it. You know, like it's supposed to be done. But if you offer a meal as payments or you get my payment in, in two or three months, uh, it, no, it's not. No, the service is being provided today. I need my money today. Okay, well, we can flip it because we school here on the block. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's hardcore. So we can flip it. Um, what advice would you give to up-and-comers who are Latin or black? or Because, you know, it's harder for us as it is. We walk in the door and we're kind of like at a no, right? The complexion mm-hmm. alone. So what advice would you give to black and brown people coming up in this business that's the best thing they can do? What are some things that you've seen where you're like, why are you doing that? They're already mm-hmm. looking at us a certain way. Right. What advice would you give? If you are trying to work in those diverse rooms and you are trying to build your craft and hone your craft, then uh, read the room. Uh, if, if you're in a, in a room full of predominantly white people, why would you go do a set when you got nigga in, the, in, in your set 87 times? Especially when it doesn't even make sense. It's not in context of what you're, what you're talking about. It's just that's just what you say. Then, then I would tell you work on the work on your craft, work on your material, be able to know the room that you're working in and how to how to switch it up. It's cold switching. I I know how to say nigga if I want to, but I mean, I'm in a room full of, of predominantly white people. It doesn't make sense because you're pushing them away, and that's not good for business for the clubs. That means you're not gonna get too many opportunities, and I've seen that happen a lot, a lot. So it's about basically playing uh, chess, not checkers. Like some hills aren't worth dying on. Right? Very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much. And I've had that conversation with uh, several comments that I'm close to. I should be able to say what I want to say. This is this, this is the freedom of expression. This is the freedom of speech. Do you? But again, like I went back to earlier, I said, be understanding. There's some consequences to that. So if you can't get into a mainstream club because your content is always about nigga this or nigga that or nigga this, and you're in a room full of white people, you're not probably going to work that room. I mean, and you got to be cool with going over and getting your chicken wings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Carlos Anthony, no chicken wings. I'm no more. No mas. No mas. Uh, what's the biggest gig you've done so far where you feel like, wow? I mean, I've had a couple. Uh, okay. Probably the most most recent uh, was last year was, was with – Ricky Smiley, uh, okay. back in my hometown, Little Rock, Arkansas. Nice, you went back uh, home for it. So yeah, that was probably the 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 biggest one, most of most recent. 
Uh, but I've also taped my own special recently, so I mean it's a it's a lot of things that it's a lot of moving parts going on right now. Uh, you can you you gotta you gotta let the people know the moving parts. What do you mean you just taped your own special? You you yeah. just you just you skated just over that. Let the people know there. where yeah, to yeah. see it, where to find it. Yeah, it's called it is called Part Time Famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is currently out on Amazon Prime and Tubi. You can also catch it on um, any of the the music sites like Apple iTunes. Spotify, all of that, and I just got approved for uh, Sirius Radio XM as well. So I'm on the LOL network and Raw, Raw Dog Comedy. All so right. Things he, are moving. Things yeah, are moving. He's throwing that out there like it's no big deal. He's like, yeah, I got a couple deals. I signed a couple yeah. contracts. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, because it's, it's, I'm just scratching the surface, honestly, I be, and I believe that. I'm, I'm still... I, t- I say I've been in this game 16, 17 years. I didn't really get started until the pandemic, which pushed me at year three. So this has happened in three years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not nowhere near where I'm supposed to be. But I'm grateful for where I am mm-hmm. right now, by all means. Um, uh, Carlos, you sound super motivated. What keeps you motivated? We got a lot mm-hmm. of things going on in mm-hmm. the world right now. Not just in the entertainment. You know, there's wars happening. There's race. There's gender wars. There, how do you how do you remain motivated when you have to promote yourself online? Mm-hmm. So you are open to seeing all the toxicity. How do you keep yourself motivated day to day to day to keep going? I block out the madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, block out the negativity. I don't like I said, that that I, I, you're gonna hear me refer to it over and over and over again. The pandemic kind of made a shift for me, okay. realizing that there's so much negativity going on in this world, and if you don't take control of yourself, I don't worry about nobody else. Whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing around me is what you do. However, I focus on me and stay focused on the task at hand. Life is gonna be good. So uh, I don't I don't listen to the noise. Of course, I see it. Uh, I have to address it sometimes online via via my comedic stance for my comedic stance or on stage but outside of that no stay keep that fucking energy away from me i don't i don't don't deal with that i don't deal with a lot of that not right now so you just head down tunnel vision it's it was what's the word fuck 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 everybody else uh (laughs) this shit is about me right now and i don't say that from a selfish standpoint but i'm trying to get somewhere i feel like i i lost a lot of time in this business not taking it seriously Mm -hmm. so now when when that when that switch clicks you like, man, damn everything else. This this is this is me or nothing mm-hmm. right now. And it's for everything that I've worked for. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to take on, but I'm here for it. Right. Um, it's interesting. You said, you know, uh, you mentioned being selfish. I don't think people realize how selfish you have to be mm-hmm. to make it in this business. Right. You got a lot of things pulling at you, whether it's a wife or your children or maybe another job or your family or your mother or your dad. There's a lot of things um, that pull at us that we don't realize that you have to be mm-hmm. Um selfish is that hard for you do you still struggle with being selfish you said you have boys mm-hmm. uh, boys need a lot of attention mm-hmm. do you still struggle with that uh from from time to time but then i understand the, what's at stake uh and i think we have to put those things in perspective do you have to to deviate from time to time by all means uh, this is this is life life happens you have if you have kids or a significant other or somebody else that you care about or things like that you may have to de- deviate every so often, but understand that there's a job to be done. And so once you understand there's a job to be done, then you get right back to that work and everybody else has to understand that. And if they don't, then maybe they're not alone for this process. They're not going to be alone for this process. And that's, that's for anybody. Mm-hmm. That could be family or friends. You just ain't going to be alone for the ride. Okay. Um, let me ask you something about relationships. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? The name sounds familiar. Do you know who Kevin Samuels is? I do. 
Okay. What do you feel about the environment that they create online and what they tell men about women? Because it's very, it's it's big business online, right? These guys are influencing po- possibly your boys if mm. they're online. What do you feel about how with the environment that they're creating about dating and how they view women? It's interesting. I mean, uh, I think social media opened up the Pandora's box of foolishness. Uh, and, there, and there's a market for it because this world loves debauchery. It loves a bunch of bullshit going on in, 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 to create chaos amongst men and women. So now you have this this battle going back and forth of who's the superior one and, and who's not and what women should be doing and what from a man's perspective, which is which is odd as shit to me. I can't tell you as a woman what to do with your body or how you should be treating me. You okay. just, it's, it's just, just, I mean, okay. yeah, just, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's not our position. Now I can tell you what I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from my position, from a male's position, but they've opened up Pandora's box. So now you got all the, the, um, what we call them, the bum ass dudes or the fuck boys who have attached themselves to that. And they use people like Kevin Samuels when he was live. Uh, is the is the benchmark? Oh, they for, still use him while he's dead. Okay, well, shit, I don't pay no attention to the fuck boys. So, <laughs> sorry, fuck boys, I'm not on board. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, that's just their world. That's just their world. And so he they open it up. So here they are. But I don't I don't subscribe to it at all. Okay, so that means you actually get laid then. Yeah, whenever I want to, if I want to. <laughs> but that's not even there. Yeah, that's not even in the cards right now. If, if I'm getting laid to this comedy, right? <laughs> so so. Staying on social media, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of comics. Everybody does comedy now, Mm -hmm. okay? Via Instagram, via TikTok. Literally, it is saturated. Do you feel a way when you book a show and there's someone there, and then we got to keep it honest, this is the block. Do you feel a certain way when you see somebody, you know what I mean, maybe perhaps half your age and they just happen to have 3 million followers and they're booked on the same show that you do? Is there a little bit of resentment because you sound like you are pounding the pavement, you are grinding hard, Mm -hmm. you're putting the work in? Do you feel a way when somebody walks, some goofy kid walks in and it's like, I got 3 million followers, that's why I'm here. How do you feel about that? It doesn't sway me either way, honestly, because I don't, I don't. How they got theirs is different than how I got how I'm getting mine. And unfortunately, we do live in a social media driven world right now where you can you can shoot up the ranks real fast. But I am watching your material. I'm watching how you connect with the audience. I'm watching if you are a good comic because I think that there is a difference between a stand up comedian and someone who is a social media comedian. And that it's it's two vastly different worlds, although they collide quite a bit. So I, I don't I don't give a shit about them, honestly. And it's, do your thing, congrats, and salute to you for getting here. But uh, you better be good. You better be good because if I go up there behind you and you ain't, then we go have a discussion. Oh, <laughs> so. Okay, okay. I I love that. That's so positive because I hear a lot of comedians who are established and and they hate. I call them the car comedians because that's where they they, they get the fame that you know in their car. Um, and a lot of guys that are older and been doing this a long time are mm-hmm. pit, frankly pissed off that these guys are literally going on tour now mm-hmm. from Instagram to on tour or from Instagram to a film. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's that's the old school mentality. Um, it ain't no different than, than life in general where you be like, man, you got to prove yourself to me. Mm-hmm. The, the the proof is not there if you just got there in 365 days. All of a sudden, you did a couple of car videos, like you say, and then your following blew up. And now the clubs are looking at it from a money standpoint. They want asses in the seats. That's all they care about. They don't even care about you being funny. They want asses in the seats that's because sad. they know, that's yeah, sad. it is. But that's the reality of the world we live in. 
older comedians, they like, man, and they don't mean shit to me. And I respect that as too, as well because I went through that. It's like if you're not putting in the work, if you're not out here daily or trying to be on stage consistently, then why should I why should I accept you more than than somebody who did? Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's two different worlds going on right now, but they wanted the same, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the ladies for a minute. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about female comedy? I I love comedy. I sit in the audience. Um, I notice a lot of the women, they tend not to have, and, and I love I love the ladies, but I have to say a lot of them don't really have um, the technique that I see a lot of the guys mm-hmm. having. They, they go straight to vulgarity, just like female rap. Mm-hmm. It's my, my boobs, my butt, my vagina, what I can do with, with a penis. Um, why do you think that happens? Do you feel like if they don't talk about that, they won't get noticed? What, what do you feel about it? Uh, I think it's... it's um it's one of those things where they just fall into the pattern that they've seen before. Mm. Uh, especially, I mean, you talk about a lot of the, I, I, I don't even want to name certain people. Do you, you to see, well, let's, let's talk new nail. New nail is <laughs> one that's very raw, very in your face. And she's made a very successful career of that. And a lot of female comedians think that uh, that's their path. Uh, that was Lunell's path. That didn't have to be your path because there's a lot, it, it becomes, Saturated. You keep hearing the same thing over and over like and over rap. and over. And like over. female yeah. rap is too much. Yeah, you're hearing the same thing over and over again. You're like, all right, man. And people start tuning it out. But when you're different as a female comedian, and I know a lot of great female comedians that they go up there and they talk about real life stuff that they're dealing with or that the world is going on, and they kill. They murder on stage, but they're not going to get a lot of praise that they should because of the saturation the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into... The slap heard around the world is being heard again. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. I, I could have let you leave without no, bringing no, this we, up. We got to talk about it. Okay, we yeah. got to talk about it. Uh, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith released another book called Worthy, mm. right? Um, so Will, of course, quite naturally, is back in the presses. And Jada Pinkett mm-hmm. went on to say that Chris Rock hollered at her when there was rumors that they were getting divorced. Okay, yeah, my face did the same thing. So uh, she's basically... He hollered, hold on, pause. He, okay. he, he hollered at her how? Her story is when there was rumors that they were getting divorced years ago, mm-hmm. she claims Chris Rock called her and was like, hey, I hear you're going to be single now. <laughs> Look at Carlos's face. You really just... <laughs> he said... She said, Chris said, hey, I hear you're about to be single. Can I take you out? And she was like, no, those are just rumors. So, she, you know, she she's throwing a little, you know, Jada's very calculated. She mm. threw a little jab at Chris Rock. So, again, she's pulling in Chris Rock and Will Smith to the forefront. What did you think about the Oscar slap before we get into Jada at all? <laughs> I don't know how you say all that. They say go back to the slap. <laughs> we got to talk about that first, but we're gonna go. We're gonna play this we go, game. We go back. We, uh, we need the slap. The slap first. was bullshit. The slap was bullshit. So you thought uh, it was real because people were like, "No, it's fake." No, I think it was very much real. Okay. Um, I think it was a moment in, in Will's Will's life that he snapped, for lack of better words, uh, which was odd because he was laughing before. Everybody's made that 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 they've seen that he was laughing before, and then it's like his face went blank. And then he went up there and slapped him. And then you see the intense. Will is a great actor. Let's be. Let's call it what it is. Anybody could believe this acting, but you could just see that kind of pain on his face for whatever reason. So I think the slap was real. And not, but I also think it was bullshit. That's something you handle in the back. You know, you take that to the back. Chris, let me holler at you. I'll pull you off to the side. 
do either if they've had that discussion before because I heard that before they he told Chris not to say anything about Jada before I've heard that rumor it has not been confirmed but you pull them all to the side dude I thought I told you not to say that now if y'all want to fight in the back that should have been the that should have been the story the shit went down in the in the, in the back in the green room but. No, nah, the slap was he. He could have he could have done that way better. He could have handled that situation way better. I think for us, it was like when John F. Kennedy got killed. Everybody remembered where they were. Oh yeah. Okay, that's that's how big it was for us. Where were you? And what did you did you see it live or did you catch the replay? I don't recall if I saw it live. Um, I don't recall if I saw it live. But uh, when but you did see it, what did you think? Initially? It was a pause moment. It was okay. like what the what the fuck like. Was this planned? It was one of those moments where you like, clearly this was planned. This is this is some type of, of, of scheme. They got a book coming out. They got a movie together or something. And everybody's going to laugh about this later on. But it, Oh, somebody when, had a book coming out. Yeah, well, <laughs> we know that now. Um, but it was one of those situations where you like, nah, that can't be real. It's got to be. And you wait a couple of days for both of them to come out and be like, hey, we were just joking. This was fun. But that, that never happened. You like, Okay, that shit was real. That shit was real. Okay. So where does that lead to comedy? And that's that's where I thought about it from from that standpoint because we had already had issues with people running on stage. So now you got one of the, the most high-profile dudes in the business just walking on stage and slapping a colleague because they're still colleagues. That's weird as shit. Like, how the fuck does that happen? And nobody says anything but just like, oh, Come on now. Yeah, no. I think we I think we were all uh, very much shocked. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. It was something that I, I never thought I'd see. I thought it was part of a skit. But like you said, when he sat down, we know beef when we see it. Right. 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 <laughs> so we was like, oh, you for real, for real. Right. Right. Okay. And I forgot her name. Uh, She's been a lot of movies. She, she was just in the background. Her face was like. Lupita Nyong'o. That's it. She was like, did I just see what I saw? Right. It was just, it was a weird, very weird. Then the silence across the, because the, I rewatched it again recently to make fun of Will. Um, but it was like, yeah, the silence was deafening. So it's, it's a, yeah, that, no, that slap was bullshit. Was How did you bullshit. feel? Because we're going to get back to, to Miss Jada. We but have to. I just, but I, I do want to say the initial reaction, I was mm-hmm. disturbed by so many people running to console Will. Why right. do you think that happened when he's li- when we all saw him assault someone? That's what it so was. That what you- is, I don't know. Uh, and that, that's a question I pondered at that particular time, you know, that it happened. Like, why did, why did nobody go to Chris like that we know of? Uh, or that's been outspoken. Like, he was assaulted, and yet this man had to stand on that stage the rest of the evening out knowing you just got assaulted and handled business. That To me, that's the ultimate level of professionalism. I can, that's, that's probably way beyond what I would have been able to, to have done. So, yeah, it's weird that he's the one that, meaning Will, uh, is the one that got the most consolation out of all of it. He, he was on there crying and all that, man. I went on there and punched him in his face as he was crying. You just assaulted me. So no, you don't get you don't get to to play the victim role here. So very weird. Very weird. Yeah. Okay, so now going back to Jada, because we got mm. we, we gotta mm. go back to Jada. Um a lot of people say we can't speculate. I disagree because she's told us so much about mm. their life. This isn't like, you know what I mean, Barack and Michelle. We can only wonder what goes on with them, right? right. Wonderful couple. One of my favorite couples. But with Jada and Will, they tell us so much that it's you're speculating with evidence. 
right. so to speak. What do you think about how she's been moving ever since the Oscar slap, bringing in now she's selling this book, she's pulling Chris Rock back in, Will Smith back in. What do you think about that? She's a she's a weird person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't even know what to. It, it's it's weird that she is. People throw that word toxic out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't I don't know if that woman's toxic, but if I'm going off what I see, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think she's toxic because again, now you bring in that story about Chris that we've never heard mm-hmm. uh, before. You just threw this man under the bus again that they've been separated since 2016, which makes the slap even worse now because now you slap somebody over your roommate. What kind of shit is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I ain't never. Not the roommate. I don't know what kind of vagina Jada got, but that that you slapping people over your roommate? Come on now, that that shit makes absolutely no sense. And then you, I mean, it's just it's just a plethora of bullshit going on, hey. and she's the center of it. She's the center of it. And meanwhile, Will is just I don't know what's up with that dude either, man. It's like you got to say something at some point in your defense against her. And and, it, and it's it's weird because she even I guess she even said what they're not even getting a divorce. Yeah, like, they're not no, getting I'm, a divorce. Man, listen, somebody gotta go. Yeah, somebody gotta go. <laughs> uh, we all good. Take take. Let me let's come up with a with a with a sum and amount that you cool with and mm-hmm. get the fuck away from me because I need I need my life back. So he's worth if you if we believe a Google check, he's worth about three fifty million, which leaves Jada one hundred seventy five. Allegedly, she's worth fifty million herself. Do you think it's worth? Here's one hundred seventy five million. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And because again, I, I, Will has the capability of making that money back very quickly when he gets his life back in in order. That's a that's a that's a get the fuck out of here money. Just go in and leave. I'm good, and that's and he should be fine. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know the game plan here. I don't. It's weird. It's a very weird situation. Uh, I wanted to uh, speak a little more on that because you know, as we do, right? All about everybody who pods, we go see the comments and see what mm. the general, you know, what the consensus is. Um, the comments under Will Smith's Instagram page yesterday and today are absolutely atrocious. I mean, they're really, really bad. Do you think that he can? Rec- recover from this it seems to me like um and, and and i know people say well you can always recover but do you think that him you know what i mean joined with jada can recover from this seems like every time jada has to sell something will has to be the dancing clown some way somehow do you think he can recover and if so how i think he can recover because again we we watched that man over de- a decade or more um be very successful as an individual, uh, without Jada's name being mentioned, Will has been Will Smith. So he can definitely recover, but it's going to take him to disconnect from her completely, almost almost renounce her, like the shit never happened, even though we know it happened. He's going to have to disconnect himself from her completely and start a brand new Will Smith in order to do that. And it's, uh, I don't understand why people, well, I do understand because there are people living in, in houses right now that they're like, man, uh, shit, I, I ain't been with this person for a decade. So I understand that aspect, but he's going to, in order for him to recover his career, he's going to have to get her out. Uh, it's, it's no way around it. There's literally no way around it. Um, on the heels of the arrest in the Tupac murder, first of all, I never thought that would happen. Mm. Before I ask you a question, uh, what did you think about it? it happened right here in Vegas? He was arrested I mean, when right you run you got when you run in your mouth for for <laughs> he's been saying this for he's been saying this for a decade that he was yeah. at least around. When it happened. So, I mean, 
he told on himself. I don't I don't even know what else to say about it. this. Has been it's been weird because he's been saying it for so long. But I guess at this particular point, he doesn't he doesn't care either. Um, but I wasn't shocked by it. Does it? It's it's what is it? How long has he been? Tupac been? Uh, is, it thir- is it thirty or twenty? Twenty thirty? Yeah. So this is if, if it's thirty, it's twenty five years too long. Uh, mm-hmm. This should have been done a long time ago because he's he's been talking for that long at least. Uh, so yeah, he, he go ahead and bury that man and let him <laughs> let him do what he do back there in in the jailhouse. He's used to the jail. So true. So since this is all connected. Um, Again, Jada today, I saw a video she released where she said that she Tupac is She don't want to shut her so- goddamn mouth up. What, no. is, what, is, what is going on? <laughs> Jada, be quiet. Somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> so literally, uh, there's a video today where she's saying that Tupac was her soulmate. So this is connected. It's still connected. What do you think about <laughs> how she continues to talk about Tupac, Carlos? And, I, and, I know, and listen... Thank you for entertaining me because I know you're all about your business and you don't get into this. And this is what I try to say on the block, that men about their business are not getting into the gossip or the affairs of women. Carlos Anthony is entertaining me right now. So y'all be quiet. Let me do what I do. Hilarious. Okay, so what do you think about her saying that today? And what do you think about her holding this candle for Tupac, even though Will Smith out his own mouth Mm -hmm. has said, I felt inferior to him, I felt he was better than me. Because I have a controversial take, but why do you think she keeps mentioning Tupac, though it pains Will? Because Tupac is the man she never could have could have held on to. Oh. Oh. Yeah, she, she, yeah. I mean, yeah. because if you are that good as of, of a woman mm-hmm. uh, and you have someone of Tupac's uh, caliber, clearly he was like, I'm cool without you. Mm. Ah. Yeah, he, ah, yeah, I'm cool without ah. you. So, because he moved on with his life, he lived a life after after Jada uh, until his until his death. So, mm-hmm. I think for her, Tupac was the man that she could never get or never keep. Let me be very clear. She he's the man that she could never keep, and and a lot of women have that. I mean, it goes both ways. A lot of men and women have those people that we like. Damn, I wish I would have had that for the long term. So she got to she got to keep talking about her. Will is a secondary person to Tupac, mm-hmm. and he knew that, which is which Ouch. is odd. Yeah, that's which is odd because again, you you left your wife and you y'all were having a good situation going on there to go to Jada. No, actually, let, let me correct it because the girls are gonna come for okay, me. Okay, okay. The wife left him. Okay, okay. Well, and then Jada was the second. She was That's Plan right. B. You're right. She was Plan B. You were right. So his Plan B. He spun the block. Yeah. His plan B didn't work out. He's, he didn't birth yeah. a toxic relationship. Yeah. So. So so, I'm gonna say something controversial. I think Jada killed Tupac. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so where do we go from here? Wait, uh, so no, wait, 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 wait. Jada I, was in the car. She was uh, sitting on somebody's lap. <laughs> no. She no, was no. in a baby seat. Oh, because she yelled. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just a theory I had because if you recall, I don't understand why people don't remember that Tupac was a ballet dancer, a poet, he was. and he an was. actor, right? He was. Then he hung out with this chick from Baltimore, and then he gets thug life tattooed on his stomach. He was a ballet dancer. But he dancer. was from Baltimore. He, well, she was from Baltimore. She was from Baltimore. And so you you saying that, but what does it have to do? I'm so confused in this moment right now. What does that have to do with Jada getting him killed? All because she turned him into the thug. Ah, now we're here. Now we're here. 
He a ballet dancer, poet, actor. Now you got Thug Life tattooed after hanging out with Jada. Now we're now we're here. Yeah, nah, no, no, nah, nah, B, <laughs> nah, B. Darn. We can't ride with that one. This is because who don't who's to say that life wouldn't have come with, to him with him anyway. Who's that's to say? Like, yeah, I, I'm who's just, to, I just speculate. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's definitely clickbait right there. That, that'll work. <laughs> that'll get it. Hey, you, y'all looking for something? Tupac. <laughs> wow. So Keith D, you out. You out. You you get out. out. Yeah, you he get out now. No, I don't. Okay. Well, that's a, that's an interesting take on this. He's out of here. Um, what do you want people to know most about you? right the fuck now because people always say how would you like to be remembered no we are here we are alive we are thriving what do you want people to know before they approach you anywhere <laughs> give it to the people what before they approach me yeah well if they see you out they see you know on stage then I'm a, right? yeah that, that i'm a real person uh you know I'm, it's not it's not about any fame or anything i'm a real person if you come talk to me then we have great conversations we we can talk about life. We can laugh. We can we can cry if you want. To, whatever you want to do, I'm a real person. So I'm a very genuine person. I, I I take pride in that. I'm I am who I am. What you see is what you get, and nothing more, nothing less. And if you can respect that, then we cool. If not, then fuck off. <laughs> there you go. He's a genuine, <laughs> nice person, but fuck off. Yeah. Well. If you come at him the wrong way. All right, guys, this was On the Block with Jen one on one with comedian Carlos Anthony. Thank you for entertaining me no, and all the you questions. You you me. handle pressure well. You yeah, handle pressure well. I've, I've lived a life. You've lived a life. <laughs> so then I gotta have you back on because I look loaded. Yeah, I've Maybe. lived a life. I've lived he, a life. It's he, life is good, but I've lived a life. You saw that he dropped his voice and everything. He said, yes, I lived a life. We need some of that Barry life. White back. Yeah. Get all this Barry White. <laughs> I'm all in the mic. Why did I slouch down like this? I, I don't know that why was, you that, was, that was very weird. I just went it to hold. <laughs> Let me sit back up. Sit no, it's been ahead. fun. I thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Please, before you go, let the people know what you got coming up, what's spinning right now, and where they can see you. Because you're like out there every single day. Yeah, right? just about. Um, yeah. Again, parttimefamous.com is where you can find everything. Uh, merch, show dates, um, updates. Uh, like I said, the part-time famous special is out right now on Amazon Prime and Tubi. Make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, see, we got it for the for the people who have Prime. They have an actual payment service, <laughs> and then we have Tubi for you broke motherfuckers that ain't got. I, I was rude. That was rude. That was rude for the free. <laughs> for the free. For it's the, on free. the free. Uh, but I'm I'm doing shows everywhere. Like I said, you just have to check out the the website and see uh, where I'm at and come check me out. All right. Well, thank you. That is. On the block with Jen, one on one.